The following program brought to you by Comprehensive Financial Consultants and CFCI, which is solely responsible for its content. Securities are offered through J.W. Cole Financial, member FINRA and SIPC. Investment advice offered through CFCI and J.W. Cole Advisors. J.W. Cole Financial, J.W. Cole Advisors, and CFCI are unaffiliated entities. The opinions expressed by the members of CFCI and their guests should not be construed as specific investment, legal, or tax advice. All economic and performance information is historical and not indicative of future results. Investing may involve the risk of loss of principal, and any tax advice on the show is not intended to be used by any persons for the purpose of avoiding U.S. federal or state tax. Penalties that may be imposed on such persons and each listener should seek advice from their tax advisor or legal counsel on topics that arise from the show. The representatives of CFCI and their guests are not providing legal or tax advice, and nothing should be construed as a solicitation to offer or buy securities. Now enjoy the show. Well, officially, Happy New Year to everyone listening today. We appreciate you very, very much uh, hanging out with us for what will be our 21st year on the air. I'm very excited about what 2023 is going to bring. I was actually walking into the studio today, recording this on a Friday before New Year's Day because I will be in Florida on the first week of January. Kind of a Christmas slash birthday present to my wife. Uh, We're going to head down to Florida with some of her friends hang out for the week, come back. Of course, I'll stay fully engaged, as I typically try to do as I'm gone. But back at the ranch, we always have Angela. We have Hot Rod. We've got Doug Hughes, who's in the studio. Yes. Doug, you're going to be in the in the, in the the uh, office next week, right? I will not. I'll be oh uh, a little bit further south than you. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you headed? I didn't even know I'm this. going to go on a cruise next week. Oh, okay, uh, it's cool. a makeup cruise from you know all these cancellations. We still have some makeup stuff to do out there, so... Got to get that stuff done. Well, you've got Rita back at the office. Absolutely. We have Ryan. We have Wayne. We have Shelly. We have Carolyn, the most important person Absolutely. as the air traffic controller, and many, many more. So, yeah, looking forward to uh, 2023. A lot of great things going on this year, which, you know, I, I can't even tell you how grateful I am to be in this position where we are today to be able to help people. Um, I remember back in 2020 saying to people, I literally believed I was put on this place at this time for this moment. And, you know, we're kind of by a lot of that stuff now. But as we look in 2023, a whole new set of challenges to to face us. And we're just uh, grateful to have the opportunity to be here, to be a hopefully a calming voice, a practical voice for people, especially when it comes to their financial future. So I had my dad on last week. Oh, nice. Uh, It's kind of a tradition of sorts having the old man on. And You know, two years ago, we talked about when do you know you're ready to retire? And we did this whole big thing about it. And at the end, it was like, you're just going to know when you're ready. Well, this this past week, if you didn't get a chance to listen, I'd encourage you to listen because it's kind of inspiring, honestly. A little bit inspirational. I mean, you always say leave people with three things, right? Can Can you remember those off the top of your head? Inspiration, education, and fulfillment. There you go, right? And hopefully people got some of that last week. As my dad Jerry was on the show with me, it was it's always a great time, and he and I have some great things planned for this year as well, from a fishing trip to balloon rides and oh, nice. other things like that. So yeah, it's all uh, you got to have fun, man. In, in the monk, in, amidst all the th- other stuff that's going on, I, I I joked about the just in case retirement a few weeks ago. I had to relive it again last week. I'm not going to do it to you again this week <laughs> because it makes me laugh every time I talk about it. But this week, we're going to focus on this new congressional thing that happened right on December 23rd. Believe it or not, they yes, they were working. None of them read it, but that's okay, I guess. The, they, they passed the SECURE Act uh, 2.0. We're going to talk a lot about that today. Uh, before we do that, let me give a little shout-out to our sponsors, of course, Unrivaled Electric, our 
friend Tim. He is your full-service electrical contractor, specializing in generators. Generac, they're awesome. And solar arrays. He's a veteran. He wants to be your electrician like he is mine. Give him a call at 812-361-3604. Kenny Bland Auctions. They are your full-service auction service. They offer the pre-planning the sale of your estate or real estate. Nothing's more fun than auctioning off a piece of real estate. It's nail-biting. It's fun, especially <laughs> if a farm and multiple <clears throat> parcels. It's so much fun, and Dirk does a great job. Visit them online at KennyBlandAuctions.com. And finally, make 2023 the year you finally get your estate in order. Call Lance Like of the Like Law Group, giving yourself and your family the peace of mind, and it is truly peace of mind that comes with proper estate planning. Call my friend Lance at the Like Law Group, 812-323-8300. Let's take a break. When we come back, Secure Act 2.0. We're going to go through what's in it, what are the high points, and then get into some weeds on it. We'll be back at Shore Money with David Hayes. Hopefully both of us are hearing that kind of music uh, the yeah, week that we are off absolutely. as the first week of January hits. <laughs> if not, we can play it on uh, our phones or something <laughs> to keep us a little bit warm. So I'm real quick, before we get into this, I'll be in Miami. We're going to take a three-day sort of boating thing. It's going to mm-hmm. be a lot of fun. Um, you are taking a cruise. Where is your port of call? Well, we're going out of Miami, too. Oh. But we're going to— When do you uh, leave? Uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow. Okay, we don't leave yeah. until uh, the next day. Yeah, we have a long story as to how we got on this cruise. It's not— we're not going to take radio time for it, but it's a cancellation and a, and a birthday cruise that got canceled. We're going to go on a holiday. Then all the family holidays change. And so it turns out New Year's Eve is the one. We're, it's our first time to have a, a holiday type cruise. So who's going? Uh, Terry, my wife, and Daniel and a friend of his. I guess great. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be a blast. It, yeah, We've absolutely. taken Will's friends many places over the years. And yeah. it's, uh, it's great for them. It's great for you. Because sure. then you don't have to worry about entertaining your son. They're entertaining themselves. Absolutely. Yeah. We have, we're going to go on a cruise in February. That's our plan. So great, great times ahead. So let me back up a little bit on this. So we had this big SECURE Act that passed. And it was claimed to reform retirement as we know it today. And there were a lot of good points in it, but it needed some work. So they went and decided to pass this thing called Secure Act 2. So the Congress passed it. It went to the Senate. The Senate kind of ran it through its birdbath, as it always does. Sent it back with little change. And then it passed Congress again. And it looks like the president signed it, mm-hmm. actually, uh, today, today, as I record Last the show, today, yeah. which yeah. is December 29th. Is that, what's 30th. today's day? 30th. Today's 30th, today's, yeah. As we record the show going to play on the first week of January. And I did a complete podcast on this in 2025, the final drive, what you need to know to win, uh, that will play on the 9th. So this show will occur, then you want to listen to the podcast because I dig into a lot of the whys behind it. But I will tell you this, heading into 2023, my goal is to have some really great guests. Doug and I talked about this walking into the studio. I want to have Todd Young back on, Senator Young. I want to have Aaron Hushin on who's our new congress lady i want to have tom hegna on i want to have ed slot on i want to have mary beth franklin on i want to have all the great minds of america and people that represent us locally on 
to get more of the why behind things because we know, we know the rules, right? We know they change. They know they do this, they do that, and we know how to react to them. And I enjoy confusion because, as I joke many times in our world, that it needs to be complicated for me to have a job. If it was totally simple, then we wouldn't have jobs, right? Exactly. Like, oh, yeah. Just flip the switch on, it works, turn it off, it doesn't work. So I am going to have someone in my office really reach out to all these people who I know pretty well and uh, have them on the show. Because I know that this, this, this Secure Act 2 is part of a great big spending package like 1.7, nearly nearly $7 trillion. Mm-hmm. You know, back when we used to pass, you know, multi-billion dollar bills, 300 billion, 500 billion, people would gag and puke on that. Rod said it best. The first time we passed a trillion dollar bill, it was painful. No one wanted to do it. It's ridiculous. And Rod said, just wait. After the first one goes through, the next trillion, it's easier and easier. It's easier and easier and easier. So we've passed now four trillion plus spending bills since the first one w- that we did. And I keep telling folks, listen, I know it, I, I don't like it either, right? I don't like the fact that we have 30 plus trillion dollars in debt. I don't like that I have any debt at all personally, mm-hmm. but I do. And I don't like the fact that we have to make payments that we can't afford. I don't like the fact that we have promises that we honestly can't financially fulfill as America, but I, I can't control any of that. The only thing that I can control is to say, when do I pay my taxes and at what rate? And I know exactly where we are today, but based on math, I don't know where we're going to be in the future. And I was talking to my dad last week on the show that, you know, we went through in in the book about, hey, yeah, income taxes, that one's easy, right? But what about all the other taxes? So I went through usage taxes and sales taxes and all the other things that we could raise potential capital on. But the the real deal here is that the, the podcast is focused on that, the show today is more information, right? Educational, entertainment, all that kind of stuff. But Secure Act 2 passed, and there's some good stuff in there for, for us in mm-hmm. this world. So regardless of the $1.7 trillion that it was packaged up with, we're going to focus just on what we have in front of us and what it means to us. And David, if I, I can interrupt for one second, just a, a quick reminder to the listeners, the Secure Act, the first one, when was that passed? 2019, I think. 2019 into 2020, because then we did not have to do RMDs and things like that. And here we are, just at the end of two and a half years later. I think 2020 is when it officially passed, right? Yeah, Yeah. and it came about in 19, but it was officially passed. This is stuff's whack-a-mole. I've said it for years. And here we are, not even, not even, we're two years later, we're having a Secure Act 2.0, which I just want to bring this up before you go well, into the detail and, and, here. And, and some things take effect in 2023, right. some things in 2024, some things in 2033. So just to keep things more complicated, it just, right? It just seems like everyone should know that the old line used to be put all your money in tax-deferred accounts because you know when you're going to take it and you're going to be a lower rate. Well, if we've no. learned anything, in two years, there can be sweeping changes. It went from being forced to take it to 70 half to 72 to yeah. 73, and then now 75 for some people. Exactly right. And by the way, we know what our tax rates are through the end of 2025, but after that, we only know what we know, which is they're going to sunset back to where they were. They're going to reduce the number of brackets. They're going to squeeze things down. They're going to raise things up, kind of back to where we were before. And then it's like, okay, where do we go from here? Well, who really knows? But if I could completely take control of my own financial situation by paying off some tax, paying off personal, whatever it is, get ready to get ready because the day will be coming. I'm not some, you know, sky is falling guy. You guys know me better than that by now. I'm like a half, 
I mean, when people say, is your glass half empty? I said, no, my glass is like fully, like flowing over happy. Yes. I yes. Right? I'm, I'm that optimistic and probably to a fault. Um, but I'm just realistic, I think, in some measures that, hey, you know what? This is what the this is what this math tells us. This is what history tells us, right? Because we look back at the history of our tax code, it's been nothing short of a roller coaster ride from you know ninety four percent down to where we are today and everything in between. And you look at estate taxes. I've talked about that on the on the podcast last week about how that's been a roller coaster ride. And even though you don't think you have an estate tax problem today, based on current rules, you might in the future based on your projections and the fact that you know everyone has to save a ton of money to live a great retirement because there's no pensions anymore, right? So where estate taxes have been in the future could come back to where they are, uh, where, you know, in the future, well, I'm sorry, in the past, where they are going to be in the future, and then we could all have an estate tax problem. So I go into a lot of detail on what is an estate, right? What makes up your estate, and it's pretty much everything. So take some time, listen to the podcast. I think you'll enjoy it. But the SECURE Act, Doug, talks about RMDs. It talks about qualified charitable distributions, changes to the Roth, Changes to 529 plans as far as what you can do with college savings plans. It talks about penalties, 10% penalties. It talks about if you miss a required minimum distribution, what do you do? What, what's a penalty on that? And then also, what's not in the act? Like, there is some no fixes in here, which I thought could probably be fixed once it went back to the Senate, but it looks like it didn't happen. So I, I project, I perceive, in the future, we will see a Secure Act 3.0 to kind of clean up a <laughs> yes. few of these messes. So, Duggar, when we come back, let's dig into some of this stuff. We're going to start off with what's happening with the required minimum distributions first, because that affects, well, all this stuff affects pretty much everybody, but we'll have a lot of fun discussing it. And we'll, I'll get into a little bit of the why I think some of these rules are in effect. And as I said on the podcast and I said last week on the show, I'm now more convinced than ever that the people writing this legislation are smarter than I give them credit to be. We'll take a break. This is Your Money with David Hayes. Happy New Year, everyone. First show of 2023. Dr. Doug Hughes, who's not really a doctor but plays one on the radio, is here with me. <laughs> yes. Currently on a cruise. I'm currently in Miami as we record this on New Year's Eve Eve, December 30th, as Doug just reminded me. That's the date we have in front of us. I'm going to go work out after we record this show. Nice. I'm going to go to a real estate closing, hopefully get cash, not give them cash. There you go. And then uh, have, um, uh, have some appetizers with a, a great client and friend of mine. And then we're going to move on into New Year's uh, Eve, which is a friend of mine who turned 60, by the way, Jeff Jackson, everybody. Wow. Anesthesiologist here locally. Great doctor. Great dude. Uh, quirky as the day is long, which I'm going to make fun of him at his, at his get-together on uh, New Year's Eve. You're going to get the microphone? Oh, a, me? A roast? Absolutely. <laughs> well, they asked me, they like, would you kind of moderate this? I, who, who else is going to do it? I'll, yeah. I'd love to do it. So I'm going to do it. <laughs> And, of course, nothing written down, ad lib oh, the no, whole thing, no. right? But the cool thing about him turning 60, Jeff, and I hope people listening tell you that I said this on air, you have no more call. So now no more, you know, midnights, no more weekends. You now can be, a you know, just a great father and husband that you already are. And, uh, yeah, enjoy life here nice, as you skate nice. into the latter part of your twilight career so congratulations on that so that's my weekend and then i'm going to take it easy on new year's day 
I think I'm going fishing. I don't know yet. Yeah. Um, I, you know, just fun stuff, normal stuff. We're watching some football, all that kind of stuff. And then the day after is when we're headed to nice. to Florida. So, those of you listening, uh, Doug and I are sounds like a great weekend. I think it'll be it'll be great. Um, so let's talk about Secure Act too. Doug, most people that we see don't have a clue. Um, like when exactly they need to do things. You know, we have all these different ages, right? We have Medicare, we have Social Security, we have retirement minimum distribution ages, all that. For years and years and years, pretty much through our entire career, it was 70 and a half. We don't know why it was 70 and a half. I have no idea why it was 70 and a half, but it was 70 and a half. That's when you had to start taking your minimum distributions. Well, Secure Act came out and said, no, we're going to make it 72. Okay, cool, 72. But if you're already taking minimum distributions, then you have to keep taking them, even though you're 71. I mean, it was kind of complicated. Then they come out with this new Secure Act 2.0 and said, no, 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 no. It's now 73. But if you're already taking RMDs, you have to keep taking them. So if you're 72, you have to keep taking them, even though we have increased the age of 73. So unless you're 71 or younger, it'll be 73. Oh, and then by the way, we're going to increase it in the year 2033 to 75. And you're like, okay, all right, well, let's think about this. But if you're already taking RMDs and you're not 75, when we turn it to 75, you still have to keep taking RMDs. Okay, there we go. And by the way, if you mess up these RMDs, there used to be a 50% penalty. Now it's 25%. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so what that told me was a lot of things. A lot of things go into this. Number one, it's a future money grab. That's number one, which I go into great detail on the podcast. Number two, lowering the penalty from 50 to 25 means, to me, they're going to start enforcing it. Because in the past, if you messed up your RMD, yeah, it was a 50% penalty, but if you sent a little Dear John letter to the IRS, they typically would write back, okay, no problem, because you could blame it on anything. Mm -hmm. Didn't know, my advisor stunk, my this, that, the other, whatever, my dog died. They pretty much forgive that 50%. 25, I'm thinking they're going to start enforcing it. So when we look at across the board about the confusion of RMDs, not just from the, you have to take it, but then when you die, have you started taking RMDs when you died? Then, then your kids have to take the RMDs. If you hadn't started, then you don't. Are you related? Are you unrelated? I mean, all this crazy stuff. So it's going to make it really confusing, which is one of the things they did not fix, by the way, and all the inherited stuff. It's going to make it hard for people to comply unless they have someone really on top of it, all these RMD rules. And that's why the penalty of 25% probably going to start applying to some people. Absolutely. And, you know, David, I, I always thought it was one of the worst penalties that in our tax code because you think to yourself, okay, who are we going to go after in this country for taxes? Wow. Well, let's find these 72-year-old plus <laughs> who made a mistake on their RMD. That's, that's the crowd that's we're looking crowd for. We're that's looking for. the ones. Um, but you're right. I think when you begin to look at the hiring of, of thousands, tens of thousands of IRS agents, when you uh, big employees, when you begin to think about narrowing down this penalty, uh, there probably will be a lot more people looking at a lot more things. And it is a great call for everyone out there to to recognize the value of consolidation, of knowing where your IRAs are at. Because IRAs are different. 401ks have their own rules. 403Bs, exactly. if you work at IU, the hospital, whatever, have their own rules. 401, I mean, IRAs are different. Yeah, consolidation, folks, is the key. Because if you have multiple rules to follow because of the K or the B or the A at the end of your whatever, you're going to mess it up. But if you just simply say, you know what, I think I'm going to roll this all into an IRA, 
then it makes the rules simpler. It you does. can follow them more easily. It does. And, and we also uh, would, would, um, we wouldn't serve you well by not reminding everyone that when you do have an RMD amount, I mean, you can have 10 different IRAs, but there needs to be one amount taken, can be taken out of one if you have all 10, right? Right, right, but, right, right. But having someone looking over that is just so vitally important. And, and I will, let me say this, for years and years, people have been afraid to talk about finances with their children, that people are going to inherit this money. I would tell you that that the passing of the SECURE Act, the 10-year distribution rules for contingent benefit for you know the next generation, if there ever has been a time to talk about in a family, the IRA holdings that you have, it is today because these rules are changing and they're changing again every two years. We're having an update of some right. kind. Someone's going to inherit this money and they need to know what they're doing with it. It's It shouldn't be a taboo topic anymore. It should be very open and candid because... You know, if mom and dad have five IRAs out here and you know about three of them and they forgot about one because there was a CD special down at the bank in southern Indiana or something like that, or or even more difficult is a, a an IRA There is a CD, CD special down in southern Indiana. Yeah, on, right on, on the Internet. You know, you maybe you went out and you found one of right. the Internet banks right. and you didn't know your parents got. So there's just a lot out there. So IRAs. You know, you've been studying with Ed Slot's group for over a decade now. Well, I mean, years, IRAs yeah. have become really a hot topic, and we've always have been, but now even more so. And now it's not even just an optional conversation. It's a required conversation. And the silver tsunami, or what do they call it? Tsunami. The tsunami, yeah, is happening right right in front of us. And, yeah, we kind of predicted that this would happen. There would be, you know, trillions potentially yeah. in IRAs, and there is, and they need to be dealt with, not just by you, but also the next generation. You know, but because back in the day when the baby boomers inherited money, it wasn't honestly that much because their parents had a pension and Social Security, and they had a little savings, maybe a farm, maybe a house, whatever. Mm-hmm. wasn't that complicated. But now when you inherit a retirement account as your major asset, then it becomes an issue. That's why, you know, life insurance, you know, is like great to inherit because it's all tax-free. It comes in one check. You don't have to worry about it. Two weeks after a death certificate is issued, the, you know, the check, check's in the mail right. yeah. versus IRAs are just very, very complicated. So, they changed the RMD age. Again, I go into my podcast on why. I want to just briefly talk about why I think this is a money grab later, and then we're going to take a break and move on. And we're going to talk about the money grab now. So why why age 75? Why the year 2033? Well, briefly, I'll go through this because it is, to me, a mathematical, absolutely genius setup here. People that were born between 58 and 62, that's the peak of the baby boom generation. Most people were born between 60 and 61. That's the major glut of the baby boom generation. How old will they be in 2033? Well, if you're born in 58, you're going to be square on 75. Born in 62, four years before that, early 70s. Well, guess what? You're sitting there thinking, well, and these are people that have money. People that, that have not a lot of money, they're using their money. So they don't even need to, need to worry about required distribution. This is the people with a lot of money that ignore this problem that all of a sudden get caught with, as we used to say, with your britches down. And you're like, I have all this money. I just turned 75. And guess what? When you're 75, they make you take a lot more out than when you were 70 and a half. I have to pay taxes at some unknown rate. And oh, by the way, I'm going to die sooner after I start, which means my kids will inherit more money than they would have otherwise had I done some shifting around planning or taking distributions earlier. 
And by and large, those people, my kids, will be in their peak earning years, highest tax rate. They're then going to be forced to take it out at least over 120 months. That is a massive money grab. Massive money grab. I'm just telling you guys, these people are smarter than we gave them credit to be. All right, let's talk about some more stuff. When we come back, Doug, we're going to move on to these Roth changes because that's the money grab now, which is fine because they're doing you a huge favor, right? They're doing things. They're making you do things that you should be doing yourself anyway. We'll be right back. It's Your Money with David Hayes. just to describe me and you've known me a long long time we've been friends for a, a long long time yes and you know there's a few things that fire me up <laughs> yes <laughs> but not a lot <laughs> not, a, not lot. a lot not a lot fires me up i'm pretty no. pretty even keeled right cool calm collected most of the time but there's a few things that fire me up what what would you say are the one or two things that really get Hayes fired up well you love um, and, and so I've worked with you every day for nearly 20 years now. Good morning. So I, yeah, Good morning. I, I know what you're thinking about, right? I've seen the way, what you think about all the time in the work setting and getting, um, dealing with taxes, Roth IRAs. This is the stuff that makes David Hayes tick, right? I mean, if it, if someone were to say, yeah, I mean, obviously we go through the family there, and things like that. So that's always can I take the, a pill for that? Is there a, is, is it an illness? Is there an IRA pill? I don't know. <laughs> but I literally, I since, I mean, on your mind every day is taxes and and dealing with tax issues. And I don't, I don't know that. Uh, and I'm not a CPA. I mean, I study, no. I study accounting in college. But D- exactly, no. I think that that would be it. Getting people, but it's not for me. You know, it's kind of like, it's for them. It's for them. It's yeah. almost like I feel like a preacher in yeah. a way. Yeah. Like I've, I have information. If you know something that's I need coming, to let give you, us a warning. I need that's to right. give you a warning, right? right? I need to tell you, and then it's your choice. Yeah. To make the decision, it's exactly. not. I can't do it for you. So yeah, I mean that's that's kind of that's you got it. You nailed yep. it. I knew you'd nail it. Yep. All right, so let's talk about the next thing. So we talked about the money grab later with the changes in RMDs, age 75, and when all the population will be at that age and how much money they're going to take from your pocket. But the money grab now, which is a huge favor to all of us, is the changes in the Roth rules. So unlike Roth IRAs, Roth accounts in the workplace plans, like a 401k, They've been subject to required minimum distributions. If you have a Roth IRA, you don't have RMDs. But if you don't, well, it's an IRA like Doug told you to, then you're going to be subject to RMDs. How stinky would it be if you have money in a Roth 401k, you now are retired, and you don't take your RMD from a Roth, and you pay a 20 now, 25% penalty on a tax-free distribution? (laughs) That would not be fun. Well, guess what? Beginning in 2024, not 2023, but 2024, right? So RMD 73 starts in 2023. This new thing takes effect 2024. Do I know why? Have no idea. But beginning in 2024, this will no longer be the case for Roth assets inside of a plan. They will be exempt from lifetime RMDs. And the trend towards this whole Rothification, it actually came up during the Obama administration, where in part of his budget, and this is why it's whack-a-mole, folks. I've been telling this for 20 years nearly. When something comes up in in a proposal, typically from the president's side, 
even if it gets shot down, it eventually comes back. It comes back. When Every time it comes back, it has a little more power, a little more strength, a little more certainty that it might actually pass. Well, guess what? Here we go. Back in the Obama administration, they proposed no longer can we put away tax-deferred money. They wanted it now. They put it away, pay the tax. It can grow tax-deferred, but we need the money now on those contributions. Well, guess what? In this trend towards this Rothification, it continued as Congress seeks the immediate tax revenue that we all need. So now we have SEPs, SIMPLES, which we have at our office. We now can allow Roth contributions beginning in 2023, but that's not the big one. All catch-up contributions for people 50 and over have to be going into the Roth, right? So now if you're over 50 like I am, and Doug is going to be soon, any money we put into the catch-up has to go into the Roth, which means we pay the tax now. That starts in 2024. And finally, beginning immediately, <laughs> this is why, right? Why immediately versus 24? But immediate, immediately plans, retirement plans, can, can allow employer matching contributions to be made on the Roth side, the after-tax side. So as I've told you folks for years, listen, put your money away on the Roth. The match goes into the tax later side. You'll have plenty of money to pay taxes on later. Don't worry about that. You're going to you know, take care of yourself. But now it looks like if the plan allows it effectively immediately, you as the employee can choose if you want their money to go into the Roth or their money to go into the tax later. Remember, it doesn't matter to them. They're going to receive the tax deduction whether they stick in your Roth or not. So I'm thinking to myself, huh, this is great. Because now a 23, 25-year-old teacher, plumber, I don't care where, where you work, why would you ever ask your employer to put it into a tax later side? Now, when you're 55, 60 years old, making a ton of money, kids are all out of the house, all this kind of stuff, you're in the Maybe at that point you say, you know what, guys, why don't you just go ahead and start putting it in the tax later side? That would That's, that's outstanding. But, Doug, once again, immediate 2023 2024 but this rothification thing tells us that yes we need some money now mm -hmm. but we also mm -hmm. know we're going to need a lot money more money later so we have the money grab now and we have the money grab later you're not going to argue with me on this point folks i know i'm correct i don't know exactly who thought this all up but like i said they might well, be smarter than we think you know david we've over the years kind of scratched our heads and said who thinks of this stuff who's sitting mm -hmm. up there i'd be interesting to know who's actually doing the math and the numbers on this but some of these people are demographers and we've talked a lot about demographics on this show and some of these people are looking out over the horizon and they're thinking actuarially they're not thinking uh tax on the common person who's working they're thinking about the actuarial numbers of our country and our demographics and and those are the people who are plugging these things together, so they don't always make sense. So don't. I, mean, I guess what we're saying is, here's the information. Here's the why mm -hmm. behind it. Now you have everything you need to know to make a quality decision. Now, do you need help making the decision so you don't have these other roadblocks that trip you up? Absolutely. You need help. Like we talk about in the book, you know, you retire once, we retire people every day. Yeah. You know, I mean, we pack parachutes every day, as it talks about it in the book. Hey, real quick, before we take a break, qualified charitable distributions, that has been expanded. Now, again, if, you, if you've been listening to this show and you don't know what a qualified charitable distribution is, then I don't know what to tell you because we've only talked about this forever. Give money if you're 70 and a half. Once again, we're going back to 70 and a half. It's the only thing that still has 70 and a half associated with it. You can give money directly to a charity 
tax-free from your IRA. If you're over 72, soon to be 73, it also goes towards satisfying your required minimum distributions. That should by itself compel you to give all of your charitable giving from your IRA. But wait, what's the catch? Well, you can't tell them where to give the money to. I can't give the money to the charity of Doug's, you know, of, of Doug Hughes and then say, hey, oh, by the way, my brother needs a lot of help with his utilities. Can you help him out? That's called donor advised. You can't do that. Well, guess what? Starting in 2023, a one-time only $50,000 qualified charitable distribution up to can go to a charitable gift annuity, a charitable remainder trust, a charitable remainder annuity trust. All that stuff will be allowed, which basically is donor advised. What's a charitable remainder trust? I give my money to Indiana University Foundation of whatever. They turn around and give me a very nice tax-efficient income stream for the rest of my life. And when I die, they get the remainder interest. That's called a charitable remainder trust. Now I can give fifty grand to that charitable remainder trust, get a great tax benefit for it because it was tax-free out of my IRA. I get whatever. It comes back to me. It's awesome. To me, that's going to be a huge planning tool going forward. Again, crazy rules, crazy stuff to think about. But guess what? There is so much in this in this law that impacts so many people. It's massive. It's like 190-some pages long. Not to worry. We're going to keep you posted on the latest developments, as I said last week and said on the podcast, as they come up. And I'll learn more because this is hot off the press. December. Can you believe this? The Friday, December 23rd, I get an email from Ed Slot and Company. News alert. Congress passes Secure 2.0. That's why I'm part of this group. They are the very first ones to get it out. They're providing the highest level IRA education to the nation's top financial advisors all around the country, and I'm grateful to be part of that group. Ed will be on the show soon. I guarantee you that. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, what else is in the plan? Let's get on to for, how about let's, – no, let's talk about college savings plans. Why would Secure Act have any interest in college savings plans? When we come back, I'll tell you why. This is Your Money, Yes, Sir, with David Hayes. have a 529 plan for I do. chief I do. daniel i had one for william as well yeah and i had about forty four thousand dollars in it because i was being cautious to not put too much money in it because mm-hmm. both of us had one <clears throat> child it's not like right. we have the benefit of saying well daniel didn't use it all so i'll transfer it to the next kid the next kid which you can completely do and that was the only choices that we had is that either don't put in too much or if you do put in too much you can transfer it to someone else which is fine it didn't have to be a relative or you just say, you know what, I'm going to hang on to it, maybe give it to a grandkid someday, or I'll just cash it out, pay the tax, pay the 10% penalty, pay the recapture of the credits I received from the state, which is way too complicated. <laughs> so most people said, I'll just leave it alone. Now there's an option. Part of the SECURE Act 2.0, effective in 2024, not 2023, not immediately, but in 2024. Beneficiaries of 529 college savings accounts are permitted to roll over up to $35,000 over the course of their lifetime to a Roth IRA, to their Roth IRA. These rollovers are subject to the Roth IRA annual contribution limits and all the other rules that apply. You have to have earnings and all that. And the 529 account must have been open for more than 15 years. 
Now, let me walk you through the end around on this one. Fine. I've got money in a Roth for Willie. He may or may not go back to college. We don't know. But let's say a few years down the road, he said, nope, Dad, I'm good. I've got a great career going on. I'm not going back to college. And there's still the 44000 bucks in there. I said, well, here you will. We can roll 6000 or seven, that whatever the rules are at the time, into your Roth IRA over the next several years, completely tax-free, and we'll do it. We'll call it a day. And he'd be like, well, thanks, Dad. Or guess what? I'm the owner. He's the beneficiary. I can change the beneficiary anytime I want. The rule is written right now that the account has to be open for more than 15 years, which means I could roll. I could say to myself, you know what? I'm going to make myself the beneficiary. I could change that online. And then I'm going to roll to my own IRA. Hmm. There are so many little things that are going to have to be cleaned up with this, with this act. As I read through it, of course, I'm always looking for the loopholes, the end arounds. How do we take advantage of this? How do we take advantage of that? But, Doug, that is a big solution for people like you and I that, you know, at the end of yeah. the day, are concerned about having too much money in a 529 plan. Exactly right. And that, it all, to your point, it sounds kind of tug-in-cheek, like too much money in a 529 plan. But as with all instruments, there are uh, beginning dates and there are end dates and there are rules to follow. And if it just doesn't seem like 15 years later, it was a great idea 15 years ago, but what you thought was going to happen 15 years down the road didn't transpire – why not move that to a Roth yeah, IRA? That's a great, a great opportunity. There, there, there's so much good in the Secure Act too. Um, mm-hmm. But once again, just, it just not everything's been thought through. And I just keep going back to back a few years ago when Todd Young was our congressman, Trey Hollings was our, and we were actually seeing each other, meeting in person back in really twenty before 2020. I would talk to them pretty much on a quarterly or semi-annual basis and, and tell them, hey, here's real life stuff going on. Yeah. Um, once 2020 hit, I didn't talk to him at all except here on the radio show a couple times. Um, but I continued to, I reached out to Erin Hooch and she knows that I'll continue to be a congressional advisor on these retirement planning issues that maybe help her bring up topics that she hasn't thought of, right? That could maybe help, hey, you know what? This probably doesn't make a lot of sense or this one needs more clarification. There's just a lot of that in there. But it is a nice solution and I'm grateful for all of the positive changes there's some auto enrollment features in there auto escalator features in this secure act there's things that i've been preaching that need to be done and and you know i told my dad last week i'm all about personal responsibility taking care of yourself your family your your community yourself i don't need government doing this for me but in some cases when you look at it and think you know what if we don't do this who's going to be paying for all this Mm -hmm. stuff right it's going to be the people that saved so i'm 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 all on board with saying, you know what, we're going to auto-enroll you at this percentage rate. We're going to put you in the Roth. We're going to let the employer put money in the Roth. We are going to escalate your contributions every single year up until this percentage point, and you have to tell us to stop, otherwise we're going to keep doing it. I like that because that is going to help solve what I think is the retirement crisis in America. Hey, real quick on the 10% penalty forgiveness. So this is kind of funny, but I'll just quickly go through it. There's a slew of new 10% penalty exceptions, right, to IRAs, which all have different effective dates. (laughs) These (laughs) include distributions for terminal illness, effectively immediately, federal declared natural disasters, $22,000 $22,000 you can take out of your IRA without a 10% penalty if you're under 59 and a half. Effective retroactively back to January of 2021. We had some hurricanes, right, come through? Mm-hmm. That was a thinking there. Um, if you don't have an emergency savings account, 
I don't know how, how you, I mean, this is so vague. You can take $2,500 out, but that doesn't come into effect until 2024 to make an emergency savings account. If you have a domestic, a documented domestic abuse situation, you can take 10000 out tax without a 10% penalty, but that doesn't come into effect until 2024. Financial emergencies, who dictates that? You can take 1000 bucks out without a 10% penalty again in 2024. Long-term care. Listen to this one, Doug. You can take money out of your long out of your IRA before 59 and a half without a 10% penalty for long-term care. But who who? My long-term care, my mom's long-term care. But here's the funny part. You can only take 2500 bucks out. Wow. And that if that's <clears throat> effective 3 years from the date the new law is signed. So that's 3 years from today. So that's 23, 24, 25. I'm just telling you, folks, you can't make this stuff up. Let's take a break. Come back and wrap up this show. It's Your Money with David Hayes. Well, I hope everyone enjoyed the heck out of the show as much as I did. I'm, we're actually recording this on December 30th, so we have all of the New Year's to look forward to. I'll be in Florida next week. Husey's going to be on a cruise next week. It's going to be a great start to 2023. But rest assured, we will be on board at the office. Rod will be calling in on uh, Friday because Monday is a holiday, technically a holiday. Uh, Wednesday, uh, I'm not sure if I'll be calling in glass in the afternoon or not, but if not, we'll definitely have a representation call in from the office. More than likely, it'll be Hot Rod calling in on Wednesday. And, uh, yeah, we're going to have a great uh, 2023. If you didn't get a chance to listen to last week's show with my dad, we really get into the happy factor of retirement, and that's the thing you can't measure, right? And we talk about faith. We talk about family. We talk about relationships. We talk about guaranteed lifetime income and retirement and the keys to a happy retirement and my dad agreed and i put him on the spot and by the way my dad we got out of the car to record the show he said what are we going to talk about today literally walking and i said yeah you'll figure it out <laughs> i just knew spontaneity yeah. the yeah. genuineness of it all was going to be much more um enjoyable for people absolutely and i put the old man on the spot and i mean he delivered so if you didn't get a chance to listen please go back to WGCLradio.com. You can go to the podcast uh, stream and listen to it last week. And uh, it was it was good. It was good. It did all the things that Doug thinks that we should do every single week. Inspire, yeah. inform, educate, all that. That's right. And I just want to give a shout-out to my father, who today, David, uh, he's retiring. Hmm. Today is his day of retirement. He's 83. He is retiring today after 58, going on 59 years of practicing law. And it came up to the, I guess, maybe October, November, and he thought, you know, I don't know if I want to do E&O again. I don't know if I want to do continuing education again. I want to start writing things and putting things together for my family. And so happy retirement to my father today, who at 58 years of practicing law retires. Oh, that's so, awesome. Yeah. Congratulations to David Hughes. David Hughes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> From Indianapolis, Indiana. Yes. Well, Doug, you have a great uh, start to 2023, and uh, we're going to have a great fun time, and I appreciate everything you do as always. And yes, sir. looking forward to having you more engaged in part of this program. Okay, it's going to be a great 2023. You mentioned all these big guests that we're going to be on there, and I'm just glad I'm going to be, be part one of, of them. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. Hey, everyone, Happy New Year. We'll talk to you again next week, everyone. Goodbye. Bye-bye.
The preceding program was brought to you by Comprehensive Financial Consultants and CFCI, which is solely responsible for its content. Securities are offered through J.W. Cole Financial, member FINRA and SIPC. Investment advice offered through CFCI and J.W. Cole Advisors. J.W. Cole Financial, J.W. Cole Advisors, and CFCI are unaffiliated entities.